Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church, Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. Good morning. It, I, I do also, like Andrew was saying, I see some new faces. We're really glad that you're here, that you've joined us. Um, uh, I'm going to jump right into my talk. Uh, I was raised in the church. I always joke that literally I think I was born in a church pew because I was at church all the time. And uh, I was taught as a little boy to pray before meals. I was taught to pray before going to sleep at night. I was taught to pray if I was ever worried or afraid. And I was even taught to pray for other people. But I would never have considered in praying for others to actually pray for that person right there in the flesh. And then when I was a teenager, I started going to this church called The Vineyard. And um, they did something there that was really strange to me. They did something called a ministry time, if you can believe it. Uh, I'm being a little sarcastic. But where they literally would, after the sermon, they would invite people forward for prayer, you know, responding to what God was doing during the service. And they would actually lay hands on people and and pray for them. And when I was new in the vineyard, I used to go and just observe and I encourage you to do that if this is new to you. I would just go watch them pray for people. And the, and the typical way it would, would go would be someone, there'd be like a little dialogue with the person about like what the prayer need was. And then someone would say, well, let's pray. And they would, in this case, they would lay hands on the person and they would just say this simple little prayer, come Holy Spirit. And then the person would say, now let's wait. And, and literally, I would stand there and I'd be thinking, I wouldn't say it, but I'd be thinking, uh... What are we waiting for? Let's just pray for the person. And what they're waiting for is in saying, come Holy Spirit, they were saying, Holy Spirit, we need your direction right now. We need your power, your presence. We need you to, to guide us. Like, what, what, do you, what do you say you want us to pray for this person? And, and as I would observe that, it really was a, one of those moments where I literally thought, really? Like he's really here with us? And he really wants to instruct us and equip us and, and, and just help us in this whole thing of, of you know, praying for someone. And, 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 and really what, what was a game changer, it wasn't just a game changer in the area of prayer. It really was a game changer, that sort of revelation. It was a game changer in just living the Christian life. And so as we continue this series we've been in called uh, Unwrapped, and it's a series where we are looking at uh, spiritual gifts. And if you missed last weekend, last weekend Andrew uh, kicked us off, did a really, I thought, a wonderful job of laying a foundation for this series. You can go to vcdc.org to, to uh, watch that, listen to that. Uh, but as we talk about spiritual gifts, it's really important to remember the source of spiritual gifts and why they were given. Here's a quote from last weekend. A spiritual gift is a God-given special ability given to a believer by the Holy Spirit to share God's love and benefit the body of Christ. So spiritual gifts are just that. They are gifts. They're not prizes. They're not like spiritual badges that we earn or like a spiritual paycheck, if you will. Spiritual gifts are gifts. And so as we continue this series, and really as we continue as a a church family, leaning into um, both the, the presence and the activity of the Holy Spirit, I really want to challenge you that this wouldn't just be a time of getting some more information. 
But I want to challenge you that as you take in, as you learn something new about the ways of God, that you would put that information uh, into practice. One of the reasons why we gather as a church family here on the weekend and why we gather uh, during the week in our small groups is it's, it is to practice spiritual gifts uh, together. And so, you know, when I look at spiritual gifts, it's a lot like uh, learning a new language. I'm still working on English, but if you've ever used or learned a new language, it takes time, doesn't it? And, and it can be a really humbling, embarrassing thing to do when you, you know, having, trying to speak this language and put phrases together. But if you stick with it, over time, you start to recognize words, you start to recognize uh, different phrases, you even start sometimes thinking in that other language. And I really believe it's a lot like using uh, spiritual gifts. And so, as we continue this series, and, and again, just us as a church family leaning into this, I, I want to ask that we would have lots of grace for ourselves and grace for others as we uh, you know, make mistakes and as we're trying to learn this new language as we are uh, just learning into, leaning into uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray, and then uh, we'll jump into my talk. So Lord, uh, I thank you for your presence here. And I do. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come. I ask that you would come and do what you have done millions of times, where you have awakened in the heart and the mind of a human being and made us aware of you, tuned us into you. I pray that you would come today. You know who's in the room. You know what we think about this or what we understand about gifts, etc. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and help us unwrap the gifts that you have given. And then, really, that, then, then show us how to play with them. Show us how to use them. So we welcome you here. Say, come have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, we've broken these gifts. If you were here last week, we've broken them down into three sets of three. If you want to throw that, that chart up. Um, we've got uh, eyes of God, mouth of God, Hands of God. This isn't an exhaustive list by in any way, but this is just helpful. I think it's a good place to start. And what we're going to be looking at today is that first category, the eyes of God. And so the three gifts there are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and then discernment of spirits. And uh, this is found in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Let me just read this to get some context. It says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a word of wisdom, to another a word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits or discernment of spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. So this first category, the eyes of God, many times are referred to as the, uh, the revelation gifts because they really depend, totally depend on the Holy Spirit revealing what only God knows. Uh, and if you read books on spiritual gifts or if you've, you know, uh, listened to podcasts or gone to conferences, sermons, etc., uh, what you'll quickly discover is that there are very different views when it comes to defining these gifts, really, really all the gifts, and, and very differing views on what they look like when they're being used, when they're put into practice. 
In some churches, the gifts of wisdom and of knowledge typically would function in the pulpit, like what I'm doing right now, preaching and teaching. Uh, in, in, in some churches, the, the discernment of spirits would be a gift used more by pastors uh, and professional counselors in, in the context of counseling. In the vineyard, we have a saying, uh, and the saying is everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. And that's not just some cutesy little bumper sticker. That's a deep theological truth that we believe that gifts of the Spirit, that the activity of getting involved with the kingdom work of God, it's not just for pastors or you know, professional Christians. It's for everyone. We believe the Bible teaches that spiritual gifts are for all of us. And really, they're not just for us. They are, uh, they are necessary for us to be the people that God's called us to be, for us to do the things that God has for us to do. And when I look at these three uh, gifts that we're looking at this morning, they totally capture uh, a foundational value, a foundational belief, practice, really a foundational Bible verse in the vineyard, and that's uh, John 5, 19. Here's what it says. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. And this response came because the Pharisees, if you're familiar with the story of Jesus, the religious leaders who were always questioning him, they were saying, you know, like, why do you do what you do in the way you do it, basically? And he said, he gave that answer. I, I can only do what I see my father's doing. And this is so important. What this tells us is that Jesus lived his life expecting to be led by God. Think about that. Jesus lived his life needing to be led by God. What does it say? Uh, uh, by myself, I can do nothing. It's like, wow, that's Jesus. How much more you, how much more me? And so these three gifts, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment of spirits, they are super helpful in tuning us into what the Father is doing. So let's take a, a closer look at these three gifts. Number one, words of wisdom. Now, I think uh, when we hear the word wisdom, I think for many of us where our minds go is uh, to intellect. We think IQ, right? Like uh, uh, spiritual gifts for 800, Alex. Like we sort of think that kind of wisdom. But no, we're not at all talking about human wisdom. The Bible defines a wise man, a wise woman, as someone who learns and submits to the ways of God. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord, reverence for the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts, his ways, ways have good understanding. So having this gift, uh, words of wisdom, having this gift, using this gift has nothing to do with your IQ or your study habits or lack thereof. Really, it starts in a belief that God's ways are the best ways. And then after that, it's, it's a belief or a step of, uh, or an expectation that, that he wants to use you and, and work in and through you. Here's a definition for word of wisdom. A word of wisdom refers to supernatural wisdom given in the moment that leads a person to make the right decision or reply with the right answer or break through an impasse, or know what to do in a particular situation. 
And again, when we're talking about a word of wisdom, we're not talking about something really, you know, really crafty that you thought of. We're talking about the very wisdom of God from the heart of God, from the mind of God, from, the, you know, from what he sees. It's, it's, it's the wisdom of God made manifest, meaning now coming alive, now entering into our world through you, through me, through this gift, the gift of, uh, of wisdom. In John chapter 4, there's a story where we see Jesus uh, using this gift. And remember, Jesus lived his life expecting to be led. And in this story, if you're familiar, in John 4, it's, you know, in your Bible, it'll say the woman at the well. It's the story where Jesus is talking to uh, a woman at a well. <laughs> That's the name. And, but they're having a conversation. If you're, and if you're familiar with the story, they're having this conversation. And all, all of a sudden, it seems like out of left field, uh, Jesus says to this woman, hey, why don't you go get your husband and bring him back and, and he can, you know, join our conversation. And the woman says, oh, I don't have a husband. And Jesus goes, you're right. In fact, you've had five husbands. And the man that you're with right now, he is not your husband. And what we see going on there is that's a word of wisdom. Like Jesus is having this conversation and the Holy Spirit would have prompted Jesus. Like, Holy Spirit to Jesus, come in, Jesus. Like, it would have been, hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus, why don't you ask her about her husband? Right? And again, if you're familiar with this story, what we see going on is I, I think Jesus would have gone, oh, I think I'm being led right now. And this only God knew wisdom in the story. What we see is that this question literally unlocked, opened this woman's heart to the gospel. Jesus was using, you know, word of wisdom. I remember during the transition period, uh, Danny and Penny Meyer, if, if you know Danny and Penny, they, they planted this church. And, um, but I remember during the transition period from Danny to me as the senior pastor, Danny and I would have conversations about a lot of things. And one time I remember him talking to me about this gift, the word of wisdom. And he said to me, he said, you know what, you're going to be in conversations and, uh, and really even, you know, you'll be preaching, whatever it is, but you're going to be in a conversation with someone and you're going to hear yourself say something that just has weight on it. And it, it just, it's like, it just sort of breaks into the conversation and it, and it brings clarity and it brings direction, it brings hope, it brings peace. It, and, and what it is, is you're going to have a word of wisdom. And Danny said these words to me, he said, and you're going to be just as surprised as the other person at what you just said. Because you realize, whoa, that wasn't me. That was a word of wisdom. But what I've learned, the trick is that don't act surprised, act like you meant to say that because then you look cool. No, but, but that's a word of wisdom. Like God, through the Holy Spirit, through a human being, giving his wisdom, his insight into a situation. And again, to, in order to express his love, his direction, counsel for another person. That's number one, words of wisdom. Number two, words of knowledge. Um, and in the vineyard, we would define a word of knowledge this way. A supernatural indication of something God is doing or is about to do in a particular person or situation. Now, uh, again, in the vineyard, uh, a very common function of this gift, and really, if you've been here the last couple of weekends, what we've, been, what we've been leaning into and practicing, is that a word of knowledge makes us aware of needs in the room that God is wanting to address, that God is wanting to help. 
And I mean, think about that. I mean, I, 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 get, I have the vantage point of looking at all of you, but if you look around the room, there's a, you know, there's a chunk of people here. And the reality is right now, there are a lot of needs in this room. And, and there are needs that only God is aware of. And there are needs in this room that only God will, is, can fill, can, can step in and, 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 and fill the need, of, uh, or the need that's in question. And so it's words of knowledge that make us aware, that tune us into that. And one of the cool things about this gift, and I said in the, defin- in the definition, it's a supernatural indication. One of the cool things about it is God knowing you. He made you. He put you together. God knowing me is so incredibly creative in how he indicates what he wants to do. And, and I said earlier, it's like this whole thing of spiritual gifts, it's like learning a new language. And, and, and really, it's, a lot of it is it's learning how God speaks to you. And so you can get a word of knowledge in many different ways. Uh, I'm going to give us a, a, a list, and it's not an exhaustive list, but I think it's a good start in, in tuning in to ways that God can communicate with us. <clears throat> uh, one of the ways is you can just see in your mind's eye, you can just all of a sudden see words, right? You're just sitting there right now, and all of a sudden, boof, in your mind's eye, you just see the word fear. Huh, I wonder what that means. Or suddenly you see a phrase, business decision. Huh, I wonder what that means, right? There's a chance that that could be a supernatural indicator from the Holy Spirit of someone else's need in the room, something that God wants to address. That could be a word of knowledge. It could be just a strong feeling. You know, you could be anywhere. You could be sitting there right now or, and, and just feeling however you feel, just normal. And all of a sudden, boom, you just get hit by a wave of loneliness. Huh, where does that come from? What's going on there? All of a sudden, you get hit by a big wave of anticipation and excitement. Well, there's a good chance that could be for somebody else in the room. It could be a word of knowledge. Um, Sympathy pains. Uh, You know, you... You, you, you're sitting there and all of a sudden, whoa, my tooth, right? Oh, man, my tooth hurts. Or boy, my hip, you know, my, my hip just went out. Or, or just there could be feelings in your body. Now, that could be you, you know, but, but it also could be a supernatural indicator. It could be the Holy Spirit getting your attention and giving you a word of knowledge for someone else that's in the room, something that he wants to address. Uh, God could speak to you, and I don't mean like an audible voice. That would be awesome, maybe a little scary, but, it would, uh, but God speaks to you in your heart. You're just sort of sitting there, and all of a sudden something just comes into your mind, and it's like you just kind of hear a voice say, hey, there's a couple here today that are really struggling, and they're ready to give up. Hey, what is that? Where'd that just come from? Well, again, it's learning a new language. There's a good chance that could be, that could be the Holy Spirit. That could be a word of knowledge. Um, it could be a picture in your mind. And, and for me, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, really the, the primary way that I sort of interact or, or hear from the Lord is just like, I'll just get this picture, poof, a flash will go through my mind. And, and I think I've learned over the years to grab onto those things. And, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes there'll be a sense of, I think I know what that picture means. I think I have a sense of what God might be wanting to say to somebody through that picture. That, you know, that could be um, a word of knowledge. Sometimes, and I've always found this 
Very interesting. But sometimes you just see something on a person. And I don't know how to explain it, but you look out and, and you look at someone and, and they just stand out. And maybe there's, maybe there's like a, you know, a, a cloud around them or maybe there's like a, a, like a light on them. Or maybe there's, you know, well, let me say this. So during worship, I'm going to hope this isn't embarrassing, but this couple right here with the cool shirt there, you both have black masks. All through worship, I looked over and you guys just stood out to me. And I'm like, huh. I mean, I, I, think, I think we've met once, but I know you've been visiting for a while. But, you know, and, and so what I did is I went, huh. And well, I, I didn't just say that. Yeah, I said, well, whatever. But no, but right away I went, okay, I think there's something going on. And, and in fact, I'll say it now because I'll forget. I, I literally, when I asked the Lord, I just saw a picture of the two of you. And this might sound really bizarre. And if you get up and walk out, well, please grab mints on your way out. This is our parting gift. But, but I just saw the two of you standing there. And then I just saw like, uh, like a garden just, just grow from your feet. And it's a bizarre picture. But what I thought was, I felt like the Lord said, is that you're, you're going to be, you are and you're going to be very fruitful people, like in the kingdom of God. And so, seriously, I'd love to talk with you more after that, if, if you don't mind. But okay, so that, that's, that could be, or maybe they're sitting there going, man, this guy's crazy. But, but that is one way. Here's something we see. Uh, we see Jesus modeling this in Mark chapter 5. There's a time, like often in the life of Jesus, he's walking through a village and he's surrounded by people. And in this story, there's a, there's a woman who has suffered for years with a chronic illness. And she has this thought. She's heard about Jesus. She's heard about the miracles. And she has this thought where she goes, if I could just touch the hem of his robe, I believe I'll, I'll get healed. And in the story, I can just imagine her weaving through all these people, and she reaches out and she touches the robe of, of uh, the hem of his robe. And in the story, she does get healed. But when she does that, this happens. <clears throat> Mark 5:30, it says, At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and he asked, Hey, who touched my clothes? And you know, what I see happening there is at once Jesus had a supernatural indicator. Boom, power went out of him. And he realized, hey, I think I'm being led right now. Or, you know, the game is afoot, Watson. Like, God is up to something. Um, I remember a while back walking through uh, church. We, this worship team had started, and I was walking down this aisle. And um, uh, I was walking past a man. I was saying, hey, morning, good morning. And I saw this man, and I, my eyes were right away drawn uh, to his stomach. Because what I saw on his stomach, I saw all these ropes all knotted up tight. I thought, now that's kind of strange. <clears throat> and so I went over and started dialogue. And here's the thing with, when we talk about words of knowledge, really when we talk about using the gifts, the uh, spiritual gifts, we need to recognize and be honest, there's, there's always a the margin for error. Like after all, we are learning a new language. And so there's a really good chance that we are not hearing 100% or seeing 100% clearly, that we aren't understanding fully the supernatural indicator. And so what that means is we still move forward with it, but we move forward with humility. We approach the person. We give the word with humility. So in that story, I went up to that guy. It was a little loud. The music was playing. I leaned in. I said, hey, this might sound crazy, but when I looked at you, here's what I saw. Does that mean anything to you? And it did mean something to him. And so I prayed with them. Or you might say, hey, I, 
You know, when I looked at you, I, I really heard these words in my head, and I think God was saying that, that to you. See, we come with humility versus coming, thus saith the Lord, right? We don't, we don't do it that way because we don't always hear clearly, and it's another reason why we practice here, why we practice in our small groups, safer environment to practice this new language. Number three, discernment of spirits. Okay, discernment of spirits. Um, let me start by saying that this gift is not the gift of judging others, right? It's not the, like the referee gift where, uh, well, I don't know about you, and well, you kind of give me the creeps, and uh, there's something weird about you. Like, that's not the, the discernment of spirits. And really, this is one of the gifts where it is so important to remember the goal, to remember the goal of spiritual gifts, which is it's for the common good, right? It's for the common good. <clears throat> They're meant to build up. They're meant to express God's love to another person. They're meant to, to further his life-changing, life-giving life work in their life. <clears throat> and it's not a gift given to condemn another person. Look at this quote. I heard this quote the other day. I love this quote. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. I love that quote because that's the heart of God. When the Holy Spirit, you know, moves on a person's life, he is there to lift up. He is there to, to, to build up, to bring life, to bring wholeness, to bring healing, whatever is needed. He's not there to condemn uh, or, or to, you know, to, to drag down. He's there to lift up. Discernment of spirits, here's a definition. <clears throat> it's a revelation from the Holy Spirit about the source of a particular thought, word, or action, whether it originates from the Holy Spirit from a demonic spirit or from the human spirit. And, and I realize in talking about demons and stuff, like that, that might be maybe new to some of you, but you know, the Bible teaches that there's another team on the field, right? We, there is a, there's, a, there's another team and they're not very nice. <laughs> and it's a very evil team. Um, but but it's, it's so helpful when we look at this in understanding discernment of spirits. I think it's, to, it's helpful to get a clearer understanding of the gift and, and, and what, we're, what I'm trying to say is to get a picture or a snapshot of the context that this letter, 1 Corinthians, that Paul wrote, that it was written into. And he wrote this letter to a young church, a bunch of you know, people that are new believers in Jesus. And while they were new to their faith in Jesus, these people were not new to spiritual things. Right? They, li they lived in Corinth. Uh, they lived in Corinth where they, you know, they they lived in a very pagan city, a very pagan culture where there was idolatry and weird stuff going on all over the city. And so while they were new to their faith in Jesus, uh, it was very common for them when it came to spiritual things, it was common for them uh, to, to op have, a, have opened themselves up to many different spirits. And so Paul wrote this to them. Verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There's something you need to know. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So what that tells us is that, okay, so this young church, they were practicing spiritual gifts, speaking gifts. And so there must have been a problem. Obviously, some of the things that were being said didn't line up with the truth. 
They were from a different source. And so Paul writes to these people and, and, and he's saying, hey, 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 you guys, there's something you need to learn in this new faith and in, in coming to Jesus that you are now filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's a new language you need to learn. You need to learn how to be sensitive to him. Because one of the things that he wants to do is he, want, he wants to guide you, protect you from any word, any prophecy, any teaching or any tongue or anything that does not line up with the truth with the truth of God, with the heart of God. And so this gift is really helpful in discerning what spirit is behind a word of wisdom, prophecy, tongues, etc. And if someone were to say something and there was a sense of, no, I think this was off. I don't think this was true. That, that gift functions really in a, in a teaching, protecting way. So we can now put our arm around the person who gave the word and say, hey, I really love your heart and stepping out. But, but we can instruct them. We can lovingly correct them. And, and, and that gift really helps protect the church family. Uh, it's also helpful in recognizing when an evil spirit and the role of any evil spirit is to, is to tear down, uh, not to build up, but helpful in recognizing when an evil spirit is at work in or through someone. So let's just say there's someone who has a chronic sense of guilt or a chronic sense of shame. And someone who functions in the gift, you know, this gift, discernment of spirits, you pray for them and all of a sudden you go, wait a minute. Wait a minute, friend. This isn't you. This isn't something you've done. You're under attack right now. You're actually being condemned right now by a demonic spirit. Let's pray. Let's invite the power of God to see you set free from this from this attack. Um, sometimes in a church family, demonic sources, influence can hide behind chronic gossipers, chronic dividers, chronic complainers. And let me say, you know, when I wrote this, I sat back and I thought, you know, thank you, Lord, that I don't see that a lot in our church. And, and we don't even serve you coffee anymore. So I feel like that's a good thing. Um, so we see Jesus modeling this discernment of spirits in Matthew 9. Like so often in the life of Jesus, whenever he was around, there's a crowd with him and there's always some of the religious leaders, the Pharisees, you know, they got their referee shirts on, but they're always there. And in this story, and, and, and they're there, the religious leaders, they're the ones who should have been led by the Holy Spirit. They're the ones who should have been in tune with God and they should have been pointing at Jesus and saying, hey, everyone, listen to this guy. This is the guy you've been waiting for. But, but they weren't. In fact, they were, they were doing just the opposite. And in this story... Jesus is, is uh, uh, demonstrating the, the kingdom of God, the power, the love, the truth of God. He's ministering to a paralyzed man. And off to the side, watching what Jesus is doing, off to the sides of the Pharisees, and they're looking at it and they're going, and they're mumbling. It says that they're mumbled to themselves. Look at this guy. Well, they didn't say that. But they said, uh, this man is a blasphemer, right? This guy is, this guy is you know, against God. And it says in verse 4 of Matthew 9, it says, knowing their, their thoughts, Jesus turned and addressed them. And really what's going on there, he, there was a discernment of spirits, right? There was a, the Holy Spirit, again, uh, uh, was pointed out to Jesus, hey, there's, there's, like, there's demonic stuff going on in their hearts. Those words, that attitude, that's from a demonic source. And Jesus, in tuning in, that goes, hey, I think I'm being led right now. And you can go read the story. And then he, then he, then he addresses them. Or sometimes it's not an evil spirit, but sometimes what we're dealing with is a wounded human spirit that is driving someone to act or speak 
in a certain way. But either way, it, everything I'm saying today, it all comes back to the introduction. See, you could have left after the introduction. But it all comes back to the introduction where it's, come Holy Spirit, now let's wait. Now let's listen. We're, we're dealing with things beyond our pay grade, deep spiritual things. We need you to come lead us. We need you to guide us and, and to show us what the Father's doing in healing this person and seeing them set free and seeing them become the man, the woman that you made them to be. So we need you to lead us. Let me end off with one last thing in this section. And this is a safeguard in approaching, using, growing in, in, the, in this gift, discernment of spirits. Let's say you do see someone and you, uh, you just get that woo in your gut, whatever that is. Or you just, you know, you sense something about something that, or someone that you think might be off. Here's what I would ask you to do. Start by praying for that person. Don't, you know, don't, don't put it on Facebook. Start by praying. Take like two weeks and just say, God, I pray for that man. I pray for that woman. I pray for that your kingdom would come, that whatever you're doing in life, just pray blessing. And as you do that, listen to the Holy Spirit. Because after that time of prayer, he may say to you, okay, now, now go, go and, and talk to that person with love, with uh, with humility. Okay, we're going to go back into worship here in a second, actually in two minutes. So if the worship team is lingering somewhere. Um, here's my hope today. I hope that I said something today, or I hope that what I said today for many of you was a refresher. I hope that what I said today for some of you, maybe I added like, you know, a building block. Maybe I added something to what you already know. And maybe for some of you today, what I said was like, brand new territory. Uh, but for all of us, for all of us, this information, what I'm saying today, it really means very little unless we put it into practice. And unless we, start, unless we do something with this, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says this. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Now think about that. The Bible, the, God teaches us, hey, as my kids, I want you to want spiritual gifts. I want you to eagerly want spiritual gifts. In fact, and the reason is he knows that if we don't have, if we don't function in spiritual gifts, we will not be the people he's called us to be. We won't be able to do the work that he's given us to do. And so I really challenge us in that area. I challenge us to lean into this. I challenge us to, you know, to start praying that prayer. Like, God, if I don't want it, help me to want to want spiritual gifts. Um, and again, we gather here to practice. We gather in our small groups to practice with the goal of taking these gifts to work with us, taking them to school, taking them wherever we live, to shopping, vacation. That's, that's the goal of this. So why don't we all stand up? Uh, we're going to go back into worship. Um, and I, I guess as we worship, I would, I would encourage you maybe to, prayer, maybe to pray a prayer, something like, okay, uh, well, God, do you want to use me today? I think that's a great prayer to pray anytime you, you come into a gathering, small group, whatever it is. That's a great prayer to pray. Do you want to use me today? And then I would just ask you as we're singing these songs just to sort of look around, maybe look around the room, see if anyone stands out to you, uh, or, or just... Just be aware of those supernatural indicators that I told you about. And then 
Um, uh, as worship goes on, after a couple of songs, we're going we're gonna to take some time to pray for each other and for those that would like to get prayer. But during worship, if you have a sense of, I think I've got a picture. I think I have a word. I think I have like a supernatural indicator. I'd ask you to come on over here. Andrew's over here. I'll be over there. But just come on over and share it with us, and then we'll help process that with you. And then uh, after worship, we'll, we'll sort of share what we, hear, we think God's doing in the room, and then we'll take time to pray. Cool? Okay, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> okay, let's, let's worship. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. We'll bless you. Have a wonderful week.